I'm Yanling. Hi everyone, I'm Jace. And welcome to another episode of the Freelance Creative Exchange. Today you probably will notice something very different, right? Um, you know the background and all this is different because today we are actually at Mox. Mox is actually a co-sharing space and a community for creatives to gather, collaborate, share and create. And now we are here at their flagship store at Katong Point. So if you are creative premiers and you are looking for a space and to actually mingle with the community, this is one of the places that you might want to consider. And now we have two very special makers here with us, Lynn and Vanessa. Yay. Yay. So Lynn is the founder and owner of Studio Moo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yes. she's, uh, it's a brand that uh, specialises in artisanal woodcraft, uh, slow-made jewellery and bags yes, and lifestyle products. So we have some of the products over here. And Vanessa is the founder and owner of Tree Odd Ducks and you yep. specialise in concrete and cement works. So as you can see here today, we have a few of their works uh, in front of us, very mm-hmm. nicely placed. Uh, even, you know what's holding onto my phone right now? It's also made by her. Wow! Yay! Vanessa, can you get, uh, introduce yourself, you know, uh, what you guys yeah. actually do and uh, why you guys decide to start out in your, your own craft of choice. Vanessa, okay. want to go first? So, uh, for me, I, I actually made use of concrete and cement and I actually made use of a lot of recycled materials in my work. So, like plastics, uh, wood, uh, um, uh, cotton boxes, etc. So, I actually use them to make them into my mold and I cast them from, cast the products from there. Yeah. Yes. How about yourself, Lynn? So for me, I make uh, I make use of uh, thrown away pieces, wood pieces gathered from different carpenters and then make them into jewellery, like the one I'm wearing now. Oh, so nice. And the one that's there. <laughs> and then after that, I moved on to making wooden bags, then uh, something like that over there. And then right now, I'm actually working on a few jewellery workshops to actually push up for the next few months. Yeah. Very nice. So we understand before you all come together to set up these studios, each of you are actually uh, working full time, yeah. right, mm. in, in different roles. So, um, you know, why do you decided to actually leave the corporate world and, you know, come up to do this on your own? I was uh, doing finance previously for five years. And um, one day I just decided I got, I got tired of it. I felt very stuck. So I want to do something that, that I really like. And um, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. So what I did was I I threw my letter first, <laughs> and I was like you know like hoping for the best. Yeah 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 really really. So that was what I did. And then one day I was just like lying in bed, and I was like scrolling through Pinterest, and then I saw like <laughs> I saw like like um concrete uh I I mean uh, people actually use concrete to make like planters etc. So I decided to give it a try, and from then on I fell in love with it, and uh, I decided to to use it to actually express um, what I feel is that because what I feel is that concrete is a very misunderstood product and a lot of people think that concrete is just used for pavements and buildings etc but what I see is that concrete can be moulded into anything that we want um, if we are able to make the mould so that is what I want to share with everyone uh, who attends the workshop. So do you already have a creative flair before you go into the finance industry or you just you know, just come with your life? I would say I think it was I think everybody has a creative yeah. side, right? It's yeah. just whether like you want to use it yeah. or like which yeah. section. Yeah. So this this is the thing, because like I realize that kids when they are born or you know they, they are always 
you know um, very creative they very think creative. out of the like, box. Im- their imagination is just very wild and, and the thing is that what happens to us as adults is along the way we, we don't uh, practice that. And we, we don't to. yeah so we don't make use of the creativity and then it kind of it kind of like just slowly slowly fades away mm. yeah. that's true that's true yeah. So how about yourself, Lee? So what's the okay, story? So I was doing marketing for the past three or four years. And then after that, I was having a conversation with my previous boss. And then she told me something like, uh, if, you are willing, if you have a passion for something, you are willing to sacrifice your time for it. So that's when I know that um, the previous job is not what I want to do. So I also <laughs> handed in my letter. So after that, I decided to go like... Uh, search for things that I know, always know that I don't want to have an office job. I don't want to do like 9 to 5. I want to do something that's a bit more hands-on and something that I can go out, talk to people and, you know, some using my... Because we like to... I, we like to talk to people. La. We like to know people. <laughs> Just kipo. La. Just yeah. kipo. <laughs> yeah, so, very like... Okay, so anyway, then I decided to just go and research. And at the point of time, I was moving house. Mm. So I was thinking there's a lot of like waste wood that's already there. Like people, like the carpenters, they throw because, oh, it doesn't work this way. And then they throw the whole thing away. So I just go and Google and see whether, can I find any like uh, woodworking schools that I can attend. And plus also in Singapore, it's a very niche market for uh, a girl, especially mm. to do something that is so masculine, like woodworking, having mm. your own studio, uh, using the machines to cut. So I went to Taiwan for a six a good six months just to learn about woodworking. Oh, yeah. Okay. Then, uh, then when I went over to learn, I really like enjoy the process of making and you just really get stuck in the making process and then it really, you feel satisfied at the end of the day after you complete your product. So, uh, after that, I come back to Singapore, I pick up an apprenticeship for a year and that's when I met Vanessa. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then we decided to, okay, Come out, Liao. Let's let's yeah. do our own thing. Right, right. Yeah. Why you decided to go Taiwan to learn your wood crafting? Uh, okay, because first thing, uh, there's Taiwan, Indonesia, Thailand, and Japan. But then, obviously, Indonesia, Thailand, and Japan, I, I can't really speak the language very well. Mm-hmm. And then in Taiwan, it's like, you know, I'm quite ching ching chong, right? So, <laughs> yeah, and I love Taiwan. Like, the food there, the people there are so, like, they, they treat you like family. And then when I go there, I really enjoy my six months. I was there alone. Mm. So, but then I feel that I'm home, you know, like it's a second home in Taiwan. Mm. Yeah. Taiwan but still, it takes a lot of courage for you to just pack your bag and then just... Yeah. And then it's also on my bucket list, like, to do like a small gap year or get, okay, get six months, I guess. To do a gap year alone. Like, you know, yeah, you move yeah. out of your family for a while and then after that, you know, you enjoy the, the process of finding yourself throughout this whole journey. Mm. Yeah. So, so... What was the reactions of your friends and your family when you decided to throw the letter? Your, you mean colleagues? Never mind, huh? Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your friends and your colleagues family. can be friends as well. Yeah, actually, most of my colleagues become my friends so <laughs> after that. After a while, right? Yeah. Before the relationship soured, you actually. No. <laughs> <laughs> because I think a lot of people just don't have the courage or they never think about doing this. They are deeply unhappy. Uh, I've seen this way too many times, you know. Mm-hmm. It's so unhappy. Every time you meet them, it's complaining about your job. Yes. Every time. Yes. Okay. And then, um, but but yeah, it takes a certain type of courage to throw the letter. Mm-hmm. So what, what was the reaction then? Or what was going on through your mind? So were you like shaking as you did that? Or like, you could have seen When I quit, I was so nervous. <laughs> I Because I was considered like, right hand man to my boss like in the in the company lah because it's a very small SME F&B group mm. so 
if I quit, then it's left my, my very good friend, which is also my colleague. Mm. And then also my boss, who she trusted me with a lot of work. So I was like a bit, I was super nervous and scared. But I just decided to, you know what? I cannot be working from 9am to 3am every day without having a balance in my life or like going out with my friends. I've been neglecting a lot of my family time. Yeah. Just thinking which is more important to me. And at that point of time, I was like, okay, like doing something I love since I'm still young, it's like something that's more important. So would you consider the two paths very different? Like how do you transit from being a full-time employee, right? Uh, working for somebody versus now, you know, you are a business owner and you are responsible for your yourself in a sense. Is the transition very big? Well, it's... it's, it's, it's Hmm. <laughs> 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 hmm. Okay. So, or even because you guys had that transition period mm. as well, right? A, a portion of your time where you came out and you didn't actually know what to do, mm. and yeah. then when you decided to like, okay, let's do this, and then suddenly it's like, oh no, what am I doing? That kind of yeah. Thing. So I mean, of course, along the way there'll be moments where like, am I doing the right thing? Correct. Am I on the right track? Yeah. What mm. am I getting myself into? Mm. Cause you know, at the end of the day, you know that you got bills to pay, mm. you got you got to eat, you got things to pay for, and then it's like, money is running low. So that was yes. the, the the struggle, but uh, yeah, we won't make it rain. <laughs> <laughs> but I think for for us, the 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 difference is that being in a full time job. Um, you kind of mm. have everything set up nicely for you. Correct. Everything is laid out. It's nicely. structured. Yeah. It's a layout. It's an SOP that mm. you just follow. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So you use you 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 go to work. Mm. Boss asks you to do this. You do. You have a project. You just do it. And um, when you're done, you're done, yeah. So you knock off like like six, and then that's it. You're done. Mm. But when you when you are doing your own thing, it's it's every minute counts. Every second yeah, counts. Getting your own clients, yeah. going out to uh, meet people, getting connections, networking, and uh, doing your own products, designing, Correct. marketing. Correct. And I. <laughs> Like social media marketing, right? I am just so bad that like sometimes I do my EDM and I ask her, hey, can you help me check or not? Then she'll tell me, your alignment off, uh, your this alignment off, your alignment off. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but at least y'all can depend on each other. Yeah, right? I think yeah. it's yeah. very complimentary mm. in terms of your... Yeah, so in terms of like, like, like financial things which I, I am not good at, I was like, okay, Vanessa, can you please give me some tips on this? Then she's like, okay, you can do this, 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 this. And then on the other hand, she asked me about like marketing and social media and then what she can do. Yeah. 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 So it's a very good partnership we have here. Yeah, very lucky. Right. Not mm. only in terms, I think, of your craft, which I see that, you know, you guys actually make your end product complement mm. each other. But yes. you guys are so in terms of business also. <laughs> you know, what you actually do, you know, to run a business. I think it's... it's Yes, so I think we're, we're very lucky to, yeah. to have actually met um, during the woodworking internship uh, because um, the, I mean that's why we, we, we found that we have a lot of things in common in mm. terms of our mindset for business and that's why yeah. we decided to uh, share the studio space together mm. and um, it's not like it's not like just going out there hey you will we'll share studio no it's, it's not yeah. that you know but it's <laughs> it has to be like you have to click right yes you have to be friends first yeah. or yeah. then you they always yeah. say friends like very hard to work together but I think yeah. because our personalities are very straightforward and yeah. let's say I wanted this to be done and I say can you help me then she's like no I don't think this will work and then she suggests me another way then I'll think oh, okay then we will merge them together and then do something yeah. that's so even at least, better at least we are quite receptive in terms of uh, I mean we communicate well mm. and uh, we, we are not that kind who like want to like take over everything and you know hey, yeah. let me, let me yeah. do it let me, let me run the show you know that kind but of thing but I so, think it helps also that you guys do run 
very individual brands as well, yeah. right? Mm, it's correct. not just about it. And only when you guys have projects that come together, it's like, oh, there's a spark that, mm. okay, yeah. let's work together. But actually, we do, uh, we just recently started a, a new community of makers. We are mm. called the Maker Girl Studio. Ah. <laughs> Because we're the Maker Girls, this is our studio. Yes. So we're the Maker Girls studio. Yeah. So, so uh, only girls can join. No, no, no. It's just that we are girls. <laughs> we, 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 we are the Maker the Girls. Yeah, so we're the, um, L and she's V. So, so we, we are, are the LV. LV. Oh. <laughs> great brand. I can see a great brand coming out. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> and it's very practice already. Like, do you guys do it in... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't practice you know but it just comes out very naturally you know yeah, yeah. so I, I guess the brand just came from just there. came <laughs> yeah so so what's the process of um setting up the business because y'all mentioned this the first time that you're mm. doing this right so how do you then work together to identify okay uh you know first i will register company then i look for studio or how, how does it comes I think it's a okay so of course first things first right if you want to start a, a business in Singapore you definitely have to register, uh, register set up an ACRA and then from there um, what we needed next was basically a space mm, um, yes correct so one thing is that we, we went hunting for uh, we asked yes, for spaces and we realised that there, I mean there are places out there for, for woodworking machines etc but it was just it didn't have that kind of vibe that we wanted. Mm, okay. So it was you, you're basically it's more of like going into work and then you don't meet yeah, the people around you. Yeah, you just work on your own right. like desk. And, and the people there are all you know like in the 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 construction side, uh, construction seat. So they are like all the uncle. Yeah. Xiaomei, yeah. Xiaomei, uh, yeah. 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 You know that kind of thing. So it's yeah. like uh, uncle, just let me do my work. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. <laughs> so 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 we realized that you know we wanted to come uh, to we want to find a place where. Uh, we have like-minded people around mm, uh, where they already have a community and that's why we decide to to settle yeah, for mocks. Mm, yeah. yeah, and and I guess you guys are so how, because we work with our freelancers who, you know, they can just work off their laptop. Mm, you look correct. anywhere they want. So in terms of investment, I mean investment in a good laptop, a good workstation is also quite hefty sometimes. So some camera equipment is quite mm, hefty. Yeah. But you guys actually do need the space because you know we're looking at the equipment right here. Yeah. You know you, you need blank tabletop to to stain. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you can see all the um, <laughs> scars. <laughs> yeah, so was this a, a huge consideration as well? Because I think especially yes. for um, you guys who, you know, it's not like you guys came from the industry. You guys had really clients waiting for you as mm. well. How do you go about planning that and then in the end making a decision that, okay, yes, we will do this and then pump in the money. Mm. Like, did you have a six months fail plan or savings in case something went wrong? Mm. Um, I, I, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I do in the sense like I already know that I'll be in the woodworking industry. So the basic things that I must have are all my tools, all my machines, and a studio partner to share the cost with me. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, just nice this space. They they are the community and mocks. They are very supportive of what we are doing. Also, yeah. like you can see the machines create very very noisy. They are very noisy actually when we work them. And, but our neighbours, they don't complain. They mm-hmm. actually come in and check also, on us. Also because, very good PR mm. marketing over here. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yes. Hello. Hello, Taka. Yeah. What do you want? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, this community is 
uh, really supportive of each other. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so I will, if I have something launching, I'll say, hey, I'm launching this. Do, are you guys interested to come? They're like, oh, okay, okay. Then you'll come down and check it out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So how do you actually then go after, um, I would say, um, paying clients in that sense when you first start out? Where, where do you look for the clients? Or like your first clients, were they from your previous mm. jobs and stuff? You know? I think it's mostly my friends <laughs> and my family. My mom is my first client. Oh, <laughs> she brought her earrings. Nice. Because I did samples and then I go home, hey, do you think it's nice? And she's like, oh yeah, okay, then she wear it. Right. Yeah. And then she helped you to promote it. Does she help you to promote it? Oh yeah, she promoted it to her uh colleagues. Colleagues, yeah. And then she promoted to her colleagues and then that she show them and then they're like, oh, okay, then you order from her. Obviously, like it comes with uh discounted rates. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's friends and families. Then after that, once they uh, start to post about my things then it start to keep growing the, the, my, my pool of customers keep growing so that's how it started mm. yeah so um, Vanessa for you because you're more yeah in cement right in that yeah sense. so yeah. Um, so my, my business model was right now is basically focusing on workshops and then along the way is to build up uh, is to actually make art pieces and to have my own gallery mm-hmm. uh then from there I sell the art pieces so what I did was the workshop for now is to help me bring in the income and uh, how I started was basically just marketing on Facebook uh, and then getting leads from there and then we had uh, e-commerce that came down to, to, to do the interview with us and uh, from there they actually blast our workshops on, on the, the webpage yeah. and then we got some uh, people coming in uh, from there as well so a lot of it is also from word of mouth. Mm. Yeah, like we get friends to come down, try out, and then um, it just spreads from there. So how yeah. important is social media to to um, helping you to broadcast and to promote your business? Do you actively engage in social media? I think she's more active than yes. Because <laughs> um, I, I I'm so bad with social media, right? I'm always trying to learn. Like okay, Facebook marketing is like not not easy. Not easy. Okay? It's not- a Facebook, you hear that? It's not easy. Okay? So, like, I'm always trying to wrap my, my head around that Facebook marketing yeah. and mm-hmm. how to use it, how to, like, really fully utilize it uh, to its full capacity. But it's always changing and I'm just, like, headache. So... Yeah. And we're not really trained in digital marketing at all. Yeah. So, mostly social media is more like um, testing, trying, and then see what kind of look they want. And then you have to sort of, like... Uh, uh, plan out and plan out your visuals and then to post them at a certain timing. She, she's very good at it. So I'm like <laughs> learning from her. Then I also <laughs> learned along the way because like throughout all my marketing I was more uh, focused on graphic design, mm. posters, collaterals, right. making and not really on marketing per se. Not the yeah, digital side. Not the digital side. So uh, when I was doing that I get tips and tricks on how to perfect your campaign. But I'm not saying like it's, I'm very good. I think there's a lot of things to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, yeah, but then it's always uh, a constant need to learn hmm. instead of just hmm. knowing that, oh, this is all I know and yeah. this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. But it's always trying to like learn new stuff. You know, they have all the Facebook page help. They have all the Instagram yeah. page help. So right. we gather information from there. Then we ask like, you we, have, we are very lucky. Like, we have friends who, who, who knows all these things. So we ask them yeah, for yeah, help. Yeah, yeah. But I think um, to a lot of business owners, right, other than the cost part of the getting business, but I think most importantly is also then, you know, how do I actually create a niche for myself, right? Mm. So I think um, even though I think in certain things that y'all do like Vanessa and Lynn, it's, it's actually quite niche already comparatively. But if you actually then put yourself in a bigger market, like for example, the, the bags and stuff, yeah, bags, yeah. Uh, products and bags. So you're still facing a lot of competition, right? So how do you then, um, you know, 
know, try to create a niche within this very competitive uh, mm, I think for us, we focus a lot on the craft and how we make our products and then to show people the value of making just one simple, you know, a small earring can actually take me maybe 30-40 minutes just to complete it. So it's just to uh, showcase them and then tell them, okay, this is how the process works. And uh, uh, showing, telling them to appreciate what we're doing. And then once they appreciate and they saw the value in the item, they most likely will be able to follow you for a very long time. Instead of having somebody who just, oh, it's very nice, I'm going to buy it. But the next time when I love something, she'll like, oh, no, I bought from this space already. I'm going to buy from somewhere else. So my, for me, it's important to show them like, oh, this is how we do our earrings. Like, it's like 100% hard, 100% effort, then the sweat all, all come out, you know. How do you create a niche for yourself? Well, for me, um, it's it's about uh, introducing different materials that, that other than just concrete. So uh, I've dabbled with uh, resin, uh, a little bit of wood as well. Hence, I went to learn. Um, that, I mean, that was one of the reasons why I went to uh, to, to to learn woodworking uh, for for four months. Yeah, to so that I can bring in other materials in. And um, for me, I like to, to do things that are different. So what I did was, that's why I, I explored using plastics and cardboards uh, as the mold. Uh, so right now, I'm actually uh, in the process of making my own mold, where, where basically we got to use the putty to like sculpt the, the, the structure. And then um, after that, you just cast your own mold, things like that. So it's a, it's a never-ending learning process. Mm. Yeah. So what are the, because you guys are quite unique in, in what you guys do already, right? So what are some of the unique challenges that you, you think you guys face? Unique challenges? Mm. <laughs> I think it's getting people to, to understand what, what our products are. Yeah, because are in about. Singapore, we are very like, uh, we can get things very fast from anywhere else. Yeah, so true. it's just to letting them know that uh, appreciate the local designers. I mean, it's a very cliche for them to support local, right? It's been going on, but then like, uh, we have to really let them know, say, hey, we're in this like 100%. We're not just playing around. We're not just using this as a hobby. Right. This is our livelihood, you know? Then show them what we want to do and then also keep them like happy and in suspense. You know, when people are in suspense, they actually anticipate something bigger. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the marketing side of it coming up. I'll be like, <laughs> so you know what's, what's the bigger? I won't yeah. ask because I will let your audience be. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so just now you mentioned you're both also started another women's makers group, right? Would you like to share with us a bit more how, how different is this group from your studios? Yes. Okay, so for the Maker Girls, um, hmm. basically what we did was we, we actually gather uh, different other crafters. So we have one who's working with us, um, bookbinding, like uh, the one over there. Mm. Because we found out in the market, like um, there's a lot of workshops that only focus on one skill. Like yeah. you only just learn one skill. So if I attend uh, watercolour, I only learn how to watercolour. Mm. But then now we're trying to bring in two different makers, ask them to collaborate. And then to come up with something that's a bit more unique and something that you cannot find in the market elsewhere. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So the maker girl is basically just like pulling ourselves a pool of makers. So also like let's say if I have a project that I cannot take on, like and I know that she can take on maybe, then I'll pass it you on can, to her yeah, to complete for me. Yeah. So is this space very um is this maker space in Singapore very, very small? Like does everyone sort of know each other and how do you guys see it growing in the next couple of years? Mm. I think, okay, so right now, right now it is small. So it's like, 
you if you if you see a product uh, on Instagram and you think that oh this is by who 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 by so and so so you 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 will be able to identify. Um, and uh, what I what I see is that what what we see that we are doing is basically to form that that community and so that we can grow together as a community mm. and instead of just being an individual maker. Yeah, correct. So currently, this community, um, can I say, is still very much Singapore based. Yes. Right. But both of you has your training overseas as well, right? So is there a plan to actually also, you know, gather the makers from around the region as well? Mm. Well, I, I didn't. I didn't have my training overseas, lah. So I, I only did um, the woodworking in Singapore. But um, essentially, we we do have an idea, like a plan to to bring it overseas and to get mm. to meet uh, different crafters overseas. Because um, in Singapore, it's it it can be very. Um, how to say that competitive competitive is one mm. yeah. then also like uh, there's there's not much room for growth mm. yeah. but if you go out there you meet people you explore different cultures and understand their methods of doing things then that we can actually bring it back and mm. share with the crafters as well in Singapore so speaking of going overseas um, have you guys expanded in terms of your sales and your business overseas as well or do you see uh, when you guys overseas or uh, when you guys go overseas or when you guys um, uh, you know meet foreigners is there a deeper appreciation coming from um, those who are not from Singapore yeah so um, I guess for us when we when we go overseas and we travel right we tend to instead of just looking for a place to shop Yes. Uh, we, we will be more appreciative of the culture there mm, getting yeah. to know the people there yeah, yeah. Um, talking to them or we do, it doesn't necessarily learning their, their styles of uh, teaching a workshop mm. or learning how they conduct their workshops and what kind of uh, elements they put inside to make the workshop more enjoyable mm. yeah like yeah. recently I went for Bali so I, I went to Bali and then I attended this like jury making workshops mm. So it was very, it was three hours, very short, but at least I know uh, some of the tools they use actually can be used in my studio over mm. here also. Mm. Yeah. So it's something that's a bit more like uh, different because maybe it never occurred to me that it can, it can work that way. But then when I go over there, I, I see how they do it, then I bring it in back. Mm. Yeah. So currently, I understand both of your focus um, on workshops and also mm. um, some small pieces. Lah. But do you like have a grand plan as to um, what is eventually the product that you would like to create from this studio space? Yes. Right? <laughs> we have, right? We, we do, we do actually. Suspension. We, um, we, uh, we do want to expand more into like a, a events kind of management company where we curate makers and workshops for different pop-up events mm. that's happening in Singapore. So we bring it around. Bring it yeah, around so we bring ourselves around with our makers like bong, 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 and then we like locate ourselves in different uh, locations that kind of stuff mm. and uh, hopefully like corporations when they're doing a big event they want to hire us to help them organise the whole like uh, festival in a mm. sense. Yeah. yeah. So sure, you cool. can do it. Yeah, yeah, if you need any help, please call our freelancers. Hi, freelancers, you're there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you listen just... to this podcast yeah. and you know, look for us. Yes, but yeah, I think it's very good. Um, I think it's a very good plan because I think that is what is sort of missing exactly from uh, the Singapore scene, right? It's where, um, first of all, yes, it's the community. Yeah, where do you turn to? You know, it's you're only one person. Who do you go? Especially if you want to, like, go to a pop up. It's like there's rent that you have to think about. Right. You have the space. Mm. Do I really want to invest like three hundred dollars in a two day 
pop up yeah. in the shop. Uh, when I'm ready, cannot feed myself, you know. <laughs> Sometimes there's a, there's a consideration, right? But yeah, it's also how do you get a bigger reach and everything. Mm, mm. Yeah, but to me, I think the most important or what I see the value in this creator's uh, workshop is really, you know, being able to use your hand to create something, right? That belongs to you. Because I think nowadays, as more and more kids are more involved in digital, you know, just pressing of a button, mm. iPhone, mm. like that. So you kind of forget that actually your hands can actually do wonders. Mm, right? yeah, so I yeah. think the awareness that you're brought about, right, with this workshop and things like that, really to get, whether it's the kids or adults, to really, you know, understand you know, their, their hand can actually do a lot of things and at the end of the day, they create that pieces. It's only one and only one. Mm. So for you guys, right, um, do you guys get a lot more commission work or is it um, the sales the sales of your product and products? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, for, for me, it's mostly from the workshops. Mm-hmm. So um, if we do have corporate workshops, um, uh, we get invited to like we work for events and then mm. we run the workshops there or like our own workshops then yeah because what I'm trying to to, to do is to actually create uh, unique art pieces so that takes time um, and and um, it, it, it's not something that I make one really I can just sell immediately mm, so mm, yeah so I'm building towards that <laughs> <laughs> okay, then for me, I do get commission projects because mainly a lot of people wanted to work with wood. Mm-hmm. But uh, I always encourage them to come and do it yourself. Like uh, there's a guy who recently he came in and then he made his own Ottoman chair for his house. Mm-hmm. And then I basically just got him and then after that he completed his whole Ottoman chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm more interested in letting people learn and uh, also learn from them because maybe they have other mm-hmm. ideas that I can actually <laughs> use. And so uh, I think getting commission projects is also quite fun. Mm-hmm. But also I have to uh, see what I want to do and plan out my whole schedule, right? So if it's like not the right time, but the right project, I have to say no. I have to reject it sometimes. It's really sad. Yeah. But then, uh, but I will personally hand it over to another friend of mine to actually work on it. So at least I know the process and what's going on. Yeah. Then, yeah, it's, it's quite, I think to me, it's quite fun to have projects coming in even though you're rejecting them but you sort of know what the market wants also yeah yeah. so would you encourage that more and more makers to come up because we know we have a lot of uh, freelancers who if they think about freelancing they think about the laptop right they think mm. about what I can do writing or something like that but um, makers um, I guess a lot of people think of it as a hobby Mm. Yeah. 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 it's very easy to actually do something yeah, the barrier right. to entry is very very low yeah. yeah so I think it's okay I mean we are open to people coming in you know and then uh, we actually under our maker girls we do have woodworking companies that are under us hosting workshops but we don't say we don't say no just because I'm doing wood yeah. but it's because we say yes because to us is why not we, yeah. we have more people doing more things together yeah. And then I the thing is that they, they will have their own ideas and we will have our own ideas, you know, and, and it's it's what the thing the, the thing about that is that that's how we grow. We see mm. how people do things and we learn from them. And then of course they learn from us as well. So that's that's the beauty of it, you see. Mm. Yeah. So having said that, um so what are some of your views with regards to the um, you know, craft maker scene in Singapore? Um, is it growing? Is it developing? And then, what's your perspective with regard to this? Um, I would say industry, you know, for people who mm. want to join you in the industry. Mm. I think it's definitely growing. Over the years, we've seen that um, it's uh, workshops is in demand as well. Yeah. 
So it is definitely growing. So if you want to to start, you should start now. Yes. <laughs> right on the trend. Don't wait, not, don't wait anymore. Yeah, and not and not wait. Sign up, until, sign up, of course. Yeah, everything is developed and um I think uh, um, for them, uh, I, I feel that perhaps maybe one of one of the reasons why they're not stepping out is because uh, uh, fear of you know maybe the the financial the financial part. part. Yeah, but if they can if they um, so if 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 they are able to find a way to balance like between their full time job and starting out as a hobby first, then that's fine. To me, to me, it's like whether you want to or not lah. But but if you, if you really want to try out something, you you will find the time to do it. You will yeah, push everything else right. aside. Yeah, but but of course, you know, we must also acknowledge that the challenges to running our own business or even as a freelancer is real lah. So yes, of right. course. So yes. you really must find out right more yes. before you actually put yourself into the situations. Yes. Right. Um. So one of the things that we have been doing, other than the podcast, is also freelancing bookend. So, so ah, for no. this is really you know open for first timers right who is really mm-hmm. considering right am I right for the trade am I right to actually set up my own business so I think this um, two days workshop actually mm-hmm. helps them to understand more about the challenges mm-hmm. and how do they prepare themselves right ah, so right. it may not be like what Vanessa say right you can try out on weekends or when you're free so it may not be something that you just immediately tender and then want to do this but it can be something that you're prepping for like two months three months six mm-hmm. months mm-hmm. before you officially then say okay now I'm ready I'm going to start doing this yeah. right so at at least you give yourself a chance like. so I think you guys are one of the rare ones who you know stepped out without having a plan uh, but it's of course we understand that there's a practicality of it there's a how do I survive how do I feed myself if I have a family I must think about them as well mm. so uh, we definitely do encourage uh, people to really think about it first because we don't want it to you know it's like oh well, yeah let's go jump in a deep end and then you know yeah. after a couple of strokes yeah, yeah they, they sort of start to sink yeah. and stuff so we want it to be a very sustainable career mm. uh, for whichever path they choose mm. yeah. yeah so that's why we started that whole the workshops and the boot camps that mm. we have so, mm. yeah. but thank you so much for the time mm. alright so now we have actually um, reached the end of the of the sessions right but we have one last question that we always ask our guests so we would like to post the question to two of you as well so if you were to give one piece of advice to your younger self right when you were just starting out what would you say? I have a lot I will have a lot to say but um, if I can just summarise basically um, don't be afraid to try uh, and um, don't waste time (laughs) yes time is very precious now yeah Yeah. that's true then uh, for me would be just to uh, be more daring and then uh, talk to more people because uh, you, I used to be very quiet. I cannot see lah, but yes, I can. So don't be afraid to meet people and then know their stories. So because the stories will actually enrich and make your experience even better. Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay. Thank you. I mean, that's that's uh, very good advice. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Freelance Creative Exchange. I hope you learned the tips or two from our today's guest, uh, Vanessa, as well as Lynn. We'll put their links and their bios below so you can go ahead and go and like or check out their workshops they have coming up next or what uh, new works they're uh, crafting inside their workshop over here. Uh, but if you've liked our episode, please go ahead and press the like button, hit the subscribe button and we have a very exciting episode coming up for you in a couple of weeks. Till then, see you! Bye! Bye.